Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios. Here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's a guy that gives them more depth at UNLV. Everett Gray brings nine points off the bench for Coach Tarkanian. In less than 20 minutes of play in a game. Here he'll have a chance. Oh, as he goes up for the dunk, Miller takes a piece of the arm. Two. Two on Miller now. Team foul number five. Here's another basketball player with a baseball background. He was a third-round pick of the Astros in 87 was Everett Gray. Happy Friday, everybody. Good deal all around. Let's kick this bad boy off. Bring in the old running rebel, Everett Gray. Ev, how you doing on a Friday, brother? I am doing great. As it's Friday, DP. I don't have a job. So let's, you know, make it happen. I can't say what Smokey said, but <laughs> all what Smokey said. But, uh, all of it's it. a good week. It was, it was a good week. And, um, and the cool thing, though, DP, I get to go. I'm going to visit my daughter for 10 days. Uh, in Milan, Italy, so uh, it'll be a great, uh, great week. Wait a minute, so you going to Milan, didn't invite her brother? What, what is going on? You know you can always go. Okay? You know. She, I mean, the Huskers, the Huskers have a bye week apartment. next week. Yeah, the Huskers have a bye week next week, man. What do you? Come on, man, fly on down. Okay. Well, I'll yeah. be there still. All right. All right, I got one bookie for next week, though. Okay, fair, fair enough. Fair, fair <laughs> I, enough. I can still call you from, <laughs> from Italy, you know. You can call from Italy. <laughs> right. Listen, let me pay some bills. I want to thank the folks from Beatrice Bakery for taking care of us, uh, sponsors of this hour in the day, and we will be able, be able to make some pe- folks smile. Uh, thanks to the folks from Beatrice Bakery and – also, you guys know how to engage. If you want, you got questions for, for Everick or myself, you know, 402-464-5685 on the, the Sartor Heyman text line. Text it in. I'll get them read for you. Um, you can call in the Honda Lincoln hotline after. You can catch the live video stream, Sartor Heyman, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can see what's going on. The chat rooms are open. Get your comments up as well. Kind sir, it's a busy, busy sports weekend, and... Ah, mm-hmm. uh, man, to spin the wheel and try to figure out where we start. There's so much stuff going on. Let's start with the Suns and the craziness that's happening in Phoenix right. with the ownership group. Now, this is not totally uncommon, is it, this type of management behavior when it comes to players and 
their ability to say what they want to say, how they want to say it, because they're they're writing checks. Um, yeah, I mean it's um, it's unfortunate that um, that that happened, but it's it doesn't matter how much money you have that there's interesting people everywhere in all walks of life. Um, with um, with Sawvers allegedly let's stick to that DP. Okay. Allegedly saying some stuff, but he did admit to saying the N word a few times. Mm-hmm. He did admit it to that. So uh, it's just it's an unfortunate deal considering uh, the success they had. They went to the finals, a legit finals, with 82 games last year, and it's and this is what we're talking about. And they have some really good good players, and and I think uh, Monty, Coach Williams, he took. It was great. He's like, let's get together all the information and see what's going on. Uh, I just hope it ain't as bad as the Washington football team, but you already know, DP. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Earl Watson, I know Earl a little bit, he said he has an interesting story to tell, and that's going to come out too. So um, it's sad, but it is what it is. It's, this is not, this is what, you know, It, it it's kind of the norm nowadays with, um, with some of these billionaire owners and and it is what it is would it affect me if i was with them i don't know dp i mean uh I'm, those guys are making a lot of money but they still they still have a uh they still want to get their point across and they want to really know what's going on about the ownership and and it, it, will it affect free agency with guys coming there probably a little bit they'll think about it but when it comes down to it, money talks. Ever, when you were when you were at UNLV, did you run into any of this type of stuff? No, I mean, um, I've never. I didn't see anything like that um, at UNLV because you know we were the only show in town. Mm-hmm. EP back then. Obviously, you have hockey, football. Um, I heard baseballs coming in. They'll get, eventually get an NBA team. But uh, I've never really seen that. Um, uh, just like what Devin, uh, like Booker said, you know, he's never really seen anything like that. But you don't know what happens behind the scenes. And um, but when I was at UNLV, um, I've never seen that. Do you have stupid people say stuff on the road? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But in in Las Vegas, no. Yeah, that that. That's fair within that. Within that, and we're talking to Everett Gray, former uh, Nevada, Las Vegas running Rebel, um, former NBA guy, now athletic director and high school basketball coach. Within the conversations that we've had over the course of, of decades, we've talked about defining success. Like we, we like people here will talk about the football program and say, well, we're, we're seeing growth. For you, like from a coaching standpoint, how do you define that? Is is it is it wins? Is it success off the floor? Is it personalities? How do you define it as a coach? Me personally, as a coach, coaching AAU in high school, I, I like my kids to graduate. You know, and and you know, you'll get struck by lightning before you play in the NBA. So I tell those kids that all the time: get your education first, mm-hmm. and then um, and then think about going overseas or I mean playing an NBA um, success for me is graduation 
uh, kids staying out of trouble, mm-hmm. um, uh, coaching staff staying out of trouble, uh, players getting their degree, and and moving on. Because um, like in that program, you want to get more kids, you have to say, hey, this is what we're doing for this kid. We put this kid into four-year schools. Sometimes you got to go to a JC to get to where you need to go. But success in the program for me is getting guys uh, to graduate from college, um, especially kids of color. At least you have that paper, you have a fighting chance. And I tell the kids of color in my program, even though it's a lot, not a lot of color in Utah, but uh, I tell them, make sure you get this paper and you have a fighting chance in this world and be a productive student, a student athlete, and just a productive person in life if you have that degree. So that's what we stress a lot with uh, with our coaching staff, with Darius and Darius's, Darius Spirit and Myron Sims and Mass Doc. And we, we push that a lot. Make sure you graduate. And we help our kids if they can't, if they need help, even right now, DP. We, our program is a little bit, we're more hands on. Mm-hmm. We don't just. You know, shove you out the door and you're done. But we we really have a, a close relationship with all of our players in our program. Ev, how much do you talk about winning? How how where in the hierarchy, where in the pyramid, is winning? Winning is is second to me. I always say, just play hard. Even if the key, the team is more athletic or better than you, just play hard and and get the guys respect. After the game, you you want that's that's what we do with our Salt Lake Rebels and our high school team. Just play hard, and always my saying is DP is like play hard and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You just never know. So success, you don't have to win every game. It's just hot if your kids are playing hard, and, and you know everybody can't win them. You can't win every game, but at least play hard and play the right way. And re- respect your teammates, even if you don't like them. You know, just, just like them for 40 minutes right. or whatever minutes, 48 or 32 minutes, whatever you need to play, and then you go your separate ways. So uh, I don't believe in, you know, you have to win every game. It's great to win, DP, but if you don't, just play hard. It's just it, sometimes it's just it doesn't work out. You you, you, play, you played for the legend. You played for Jerry Tarkanian. Mm-hmm. How often, even with those elite national championship teams, did mm-hmm. you talk about winning? Um, Tark always said, um, even if we're better than the other team, he's like, you never know. We might miss all of our shots, DP, and they might make all their shots. So we have to not take anybody for granted. So that's why we always played hard from the beginning of the game, from tip to the last whistle. Um, I used to be that guy, especially with Larry and those guys as a young player. They always wanted they always wanted to win by 20. <laughs> and, uh, just like with your intro, at one point I was averaging like 13 points in 19 minutes. And uh, they always used to tell me, hey, get these guys going, keep playing hard, you play through the whistle, because we want to keep this margin of victory. Because uh, it was a record. I think it's still a record. I'm not sure, TP, but he, they used to stress that in each timeout ever. you got to you got to carry this team. You got to keep these guys going. So yes, uh, we wanted to play hard through the whistle and and kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you did, and that, that success. We've talked about 
again, you guys were blue bloods, and and back in that era of basketball, it's really hard to stay at that level. And Nebraska, mm-hmm. on the football st- side, is recognizing it's like enjoy it while you're there, but it's not right. always there. What can, can you possibly imagine? Somebody saying back then that one day UNLV would be happy with playing 500 basketball in a season. I would never. It's just like where every like I have that happen a lot. People ask me, um, DP, is UNLV a blue blood? I'm like, no, they're not a blue blood. Um, it was just a really good, a really good pro- program for about 20 years when Tark was there. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's just tough to see our team lose, and people say, "Hey, but hopefully they can go 500." And a down year for us was, you know, 25 and four. You know, we maybe lost four games, but we just need to get the right person in, and we're going to see if Kevin Kruger can make that happen. Um, you know, and uh, he's trying his best as a young coach, trying to make it happen, but it, it hurts that um, our school is not where it should be and where it used to be. Um, and it's tough. And I, I root for all of our sports, DP, football, even though we haven't won a game this year, I really want our football team to be good. And, and the thing is that the thing is that if our football team is, was at least 500 DP, we might be in a Pac-12. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're ab- you right. are absolutely right that, that that thing would have been pulled. Uh, long ago, we're talking to Evergrey, uh, former NBA veteran and uh, <laughs> all-around good dude. Um, it's it, it's that time, like when you when you say, I imagine that you guys dealt with this on the road, where mm-hmm. you were going into a place where the other team hadn't had to assess. And you said Tark said, "Well, they may have an on day, uh, they may have a good day, we may have an off day," but right. Ohio State's coming in. They, they've got the nod for the for the college playoffs they're in that top six so uh and all they have to do is finish winning that's what all they have to do is finish go one and oh how do you approach that how should nebraska approach this thing is this are they going to play freer because they've got nothing to lose are they going to play with more stress because they're worried about you know scholarships and transfer portal and a coach being being on the hot seat who has is there any advantage for nebraska to face an ohio state team that's fighting for something bigger um than what they are well, the thing is, that I'm pretty sure Coach Frost and his and his staff are like they got to win games to get to at least a bowl game, mm-hmm. um, and that should be your motivation too. And you have a, a a team that's coming in that's in the I think they're in the top four, right? Uh, so top five, in, top five, yeah, top five, top uh-huh. five, top six. So if you can knock off one of those teams, it's great for your morale for your team. Um, but you should all every game that should be important for uh, the University of Nebraska football. Um, they've been struggling, but they need to qualify. They need to get to six wins to get to a, to a bowl game. So that's probably one of the the motivations motivation for for the team. And, and obviously, if you really care about your your coach, and maybe he's on the hot seat, I don't know. I'm not connected into Nebraska football and alumni and boosters and all that. But I will go out and try my best to fight for Coach Frost to keep his job by upsetting. Ohio State that has a chance to play in the college football uh, playoffs. So, uh, and you should want to beat. This is why you go to Nebraska. You get to play against these teams like this, and this is where you want to compare yourself. And you want to have great film if you're trying to go to the next level. 
Uh, if you play well against Ohio State, you're probably going to have some good film going to the next level. So you can be selfish that way, but everybody should play extremely hard this weekend. And there's a lot of stakes. I don't know where they're at bowl-wise. I believe they got four or five wins. And uh, and I text you, DP, doing that Purdue game, you know, because I all of a sudden I've watched Nebraska football because I'm on this radio show a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a fan, and I want I want Scott Frost to win because I was a big fan of Frost way before back in the day with Frazier and all those guys. So mm-hmm. uh, everybody knew about Nebraska football, but they this should be a stepping stone. This might get them going the rest of the season, and hopefully they can win out. That's the hope, right? That and the folks who talked about you know before the season, and they they did that. Hey, let's finish five hundred. Let's get a bowl game thing. And I kind of I kind of lean back, but I also because I I just thought they should shoot higher than that. I thought if they were going to land at six, they should probably shoot at eight because um, things mm-hmm. happen in this 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 day and age. For basketball, Fred Hoiberg has has got more talent. And there's right. a huge leap from seven wins to whatever this thing is going to be. And it's, I'm curious, right? Because it's the same. This is the same vacuum. Progress mm-hmm. Showing progress is not the same as winning games. And they're right. in the Big Ten Conference. And the Big Ten is the best basketball conference. It's going to be mm-hmm. tough to do. How does Fred turn this thing around to go from let's say let's let's say double it and then say what it would take to get to to from seven wins to an NCAA tournament bid. Well, it looks like he did a great job in the portal. You can get really good in the portal. You know, with guys being automatically eligible, you can get really good real quick. Um, obviously, the, in that conference, it's it's pretty tough. I mean, you got Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Wisconsin. There's some Indiana. There's just some, like, there are a couple of blue bloods in that conference. Mm-hmm. So I think the mayor, because I always think of, I've, I've had a couple of scouting reports, and they just called him the mayor. Hmm. Anyway, that was a leather story. But uh-huh. you know, the mayor, so the mayor's going to, I think he's doing a good job. I think he recruited pretty well. Um, I, Me, personally, I think they can get to about 20 wins. If they get to 20, they can get into the tournament, and that will be great for for the mayor and, and Nebraska program. So you can get really good real quick through this portal. So um, and these guys being automatically eligible to play. So they got some pieces, and we're going to see what happened. But everybody else got pieces too. So. <laughs> right, especially in the Big right. Ten. They've got – so Nebraska has – they have a, the first five-star in history, right? The first five-star in mm-hmm. basketball to ever come here. In the and, of course, his older brother is already on the – on the team as the starting uh, two guard. But Bryce McGowan is going to go straight from South Carolina High School and AAU to being in the Big Ten playing three with with his high school body, right? Right. How how big of a leap is that going to be for him, jumping from South Carolina elite basketball to Big Ten uh, elite basketball? Usually, usually freshmen uh, and younger younger players about about January DP you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, his high school body is not as it's probably a little bit stronger since he's been in the program for a couple of months. He's been in school for two or three months mm-hmm. and working out. I think uh, with freshman kids, they it usually clicks in around January once they get used to the speed and the physicality. Uh, 
that's where it usually click in. Uh, him by him having his brother here probably helps a lot too. And some of these kids are are already ready to ready to play because everybody's kind of playing the same way. DP stretching the floor, shooting threes, driving kick, attacking closeouts. Those kids know how to do that now. Now they've got to get used to the physicality, and, and his body got to get used to it. They all hit a, a wall. I hit a wall too, DP. They are going to hit a wall, and it's usually after January they figure it out. And uh, they're not freshmen anymore after January, my opinion. That's a, that's a good that's, that's a good way to look at it, right? Yeah. Um, it's it's always interesting, right? That once you go and you you you're, you're around professional guys, whether it's you know mm-hmm. minor league professional, European professionals, uh, you start to pay yeah. attention and. Nebraska has a young man by the name of Keisei Tamanaga, six foot two from Japan, one of their elite three on three players, played in the three on three squad in the Olympics, right? Played with grown right. men, played with grown men over there in the mm-hmm. Olympics and did his thing and then spent a year at Ranger Junior Juco, uh, just getting himself acclimated. Yeah. Uh, the word is that he may be as good a shooter as there is that Nebraska's ever had. Okay. Even Prykowski, yeah, they, d- d- to, to say that I mean, when folks will tell you, he, they, they, they've they've dubbed him the Japanese Steph Curry, that kind of range, that kind yeah. of range, right? That kind of he's got he's got the professor's ball handling skills, right? Okay. And he can shoot from the logo. Okay, but he's a much better defender than like super high IQ, and I kept saying that he's going to be the most popular player. On this team, just because one, he he's 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 crazy to watch, but I kept saying that I didn't think Nebraska was going to be ready for the media that's going to come with him from Japan. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. You've been around that. You've seen what happens mm-hmm. when when one of the players comes over. What can what can Nebraska fans expect from 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 this sort of uh, crazed f- fanaticism coverage of one of their players? Or is he Japanese or Chinese? He's Japanese. So the thing is that um, obviously he's a, a very good player, and if if the media from Japan is already over here, um, it's going to be very interesting for uh, Nebraska. With uh, and the thing is that it's good for Nebraska basketball because now I don't know how the Asian community in, in Lincoln is, but they're going to probably come out and support that kid. Mm-hmm. You'll probably have another dynamic with that kid playing on the team. It sounds like he's the kid can play. I've heard of him. I haven't really seen him. Um, I'll send you some, I'll send it, you some film on him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he. it sounds like he's going to be an extra energy that Nebraska's never had with a foreign player. And that's actually good. Uh, and the thing is that with the media, I didn't care. If you had, I didn't want to talk to the media anyway. I hated being team captain, DC. <laughs> I mean, I had to talk to the freaking to the media. So if that Asian kid, Japanese kid, if he plays the right way, that means I can get out of the locker room much faster than I have to deal with any of this crap. So you can handle that. But I think it'd be, I think it'd be great for uh, for Nebraska uh, basketball and sports. For, to have a kid like that to come over and 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 if he can produce on the floor, it'll be extra. It'll be extra. Uh, it'll be more fans in the stand, a little diversity in the fan in the stands, and it's actually be good for for uh, the University of Nebraska. Everett, you're gonna love this kid. 
you're gonna absolutely like he's oh. yeah he's you know you know I get I get my old man on the porch mm-hmm. certain style of play thinking going on but this kid this kid's different mm-hmm. he's special um, and they've got a they've got a, the kid you're really gonna love here uh, transferred mm-hmm. in from uh, Arizona State. And he was okay. he was the pack he was the Pac twelve six man of the year for Arizona State, mm-hmm. average fourteen and a half coming off the bench, and he'll run the point guard here next to the two McGowan's boys, uh, Derek Walker right. and six line six nine line man, and mm-hmm. the, the Colorado came in here last Sunday, right with their with their streaks of twenty win seasons back to back to back, and they got ran out the building. They got ran out right. the building. So. Well, like I said, like I said, DP, you can get better really quick in the portal. It sounds like somebody's been recruiting some people that um, that a lot of people overlooked. And uh, and but like I said, he can. I think they're going to be pretty good. I think they can get to hopefully they can get to twenty wins and get to the tournament, and that'll be great for the mayor and his staff. Uh, but I think I. The stuff you send, because you do send me stuff on the other players that they have, they have some good pieces. If they stay healthy, they'll be a problem in the Big 12. Yeah, I'm going to send you some. I appreciate you, brother. I'm going to send you some of these right now because you, this dude, this is an ever great kind of dude. Like this, <laughs> this is. Yeah, if you can shoot it and, and play the right way, yeah, you're my guy. Yeah, he's he's an ever great kind of guy. Listen, appreciate you, brother. Have a great weekend. If I don't talk to you before you head to Milan, uh, give your daughter a hug. We will reach out to her as well. Y'all be safe and enjoy one another. All right, thanks, DP. I'll talk to you guys. Ever Gray, UNLV, former NBA vet, and he's a coach, and he's one of the good dudes on the planet. And I kind of like Kind of like where that put me. Put me in a good spot. Uh, we'll throw it to break. We'll come back. We will talk about the thing that's going on Monday. Um, I'm also going to give you guys an opportunity. I want to make somebody smile today. So if there's somebody that had a tough day or a tough week, reach out. Hit me with a what's up DP and say, hey, listen, I got somebody I'd like to do something special for. Um, all you got to do is, you know, shoot me the text on the Sarder Hammond text line. Or call in and tell the story. And I might be able to do something for them via Beatrice Bakery that makes them smile, makes you smile, makes us all smile. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 